You are listening to the Morning Bliss with Patricia Mandula. I say, I say, Africa must wake up. The sleeping sons of Jacob for what tomorrow may bring. May Our dynasty on the Morning Bliss. Can you tell me, young ones, who are we today? It's 15 minutes after four and uh, it's time for us uh, to get into our dynasty. Let's welcome Makosi Rali Chachi Mabasa Bukaba. We are going to be talking about uh, the African um, Kaluso or, 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 or rite of passage. Um, that's what we are talking about. Thank you very much for joining us, Makosi uh, Rali Chachi. Ah, the morning is blissful, and that is why we are pleased to have you with us. Makosi, rites of passage. Kaluso. Is something that is very deeply entrenched in who we are as Africans. However, with modernization, and the way we've become so metropolitan, it's very controversial when we speak about the various rites of passages that are in our heritage and culture. So maybe take us through the history of the various rites of passage first before we get into the modern-day practices of them. Yes. Um, thank you, Babu Gila Bangoma. Um, uh, thanks uh, once again, Nemandila. Uh, Look, um, the the rites of passage of African people. It's a way of life and the steps towards uh, maturity. So what it means is that we've got five main stages of life as African people, or the way our ancestors uh, dictated to how we must interact with Mother Nature. The first stage is childhood. And the second stage is youth. Uh, the third stage is adulthood. The fourth stage is eldership. And the last stage, the main stage, is ancestorship. Now, all, for, for all of us as African people, every time when you graduate or you pass through, from one stage to the other. We call that uh, time or that period in your life as a rite of passage. Uh, unfortunately, the African people, uh, of course, through some uh, sophisticated uh, uh, prejudice system or regime which was created by our enslavers and our, our colonizers, they think that the rite of passage is about uh, what we now know as uh, uh, girls and boys initiation school, uh, uh, and also what is also known as ancestorship. So many people, when they think about the African rite of passage, their main focus is on those two stages, and unfortunately, they, they are the most important ones, but they have been reviled. They have been turned into scarecrow uh, for African people to an extent that 
many to, um, think that um, they are not good for um, the, the bolstering and the uh, and the the reaching uh, of African people. And if we could be knowing, uh, all these five stages are very important for African people because all of them they are ingrained into what I can call educultural um, system of knowledge and uh, uh, development. Makosi, uh, I'd like us to take a quick break uh, because I'm being counted down here. But when we come back, I-, I need us to slowly explain, for the benefit of us A-teamers who are listening right now, the implications, if there are any, of not going through all these rites of passages as Africans. We'll do that after the break. If you as an A-teamer have a question or you want to share your experience of some of the rites of passages that you've been through, you can send a WhatsApp voice note or a message on 0614-104-107 or call in on 086-000-2032. You are listening to The Morning Bliss with Patricia Mandula. I say... Africa must wake up the sleeping sons of Jacob for what tomorrow may bring. May Our dynasty on the morning bliss. Can you tell me, young ones, who are we today? 21 minutes after four, the morning bliss, it is our dynasty. Let us wake up as Africans. It is time for us to live, to grow, and to really spread our love and our glow in the continent and the diaspora. Our guest is Makose Ralichaji Mabasa um, Bukaba, who's helping us understand the African um, uh, rites of passages or rites of passage that we go through and their importance. Before the break, uh, Makose Ralichaji, I was asking about the implications, if there are any, of not following these rites of passage as they are prescribed. Yeah, thanks for the question, Bogo Mandula Manduli. Look, already there are institutional arrangements for every African child when he or she is born. In every family, there's an uncle institution and a Rakadi institution. Rakadi is from the father's side, and the uncle is from the mother's side. So those people, uh, to use a feminine word, they are responsible for chaperoning uh, the child together with the biological uh, parents of the child. So during that childhood, that's when the child is taught about and is educated around things like his or her name, uh, what the, the Europeans have given us as uh, surnames, which in fact we Africans don't have surnames, and they are taught about and the, the rules of the game of each family unit, including that clan. And they are also taught, they are teaching through the totemic um, cultural education system. The totemic uh, cultural education is when the child in the family is introduced to the mother nature, how the child must respond to the plants, the trees, uh, the animals around. Uh, sometimes that child will be able to see them when he or she gets into what is called the youth. But once he's still a child, the child, for example, um, I am 
Bokaba. Bokaba is a surname which came out of um, a, a, a male a cow uh, which was um, nurtured for for purpose of being ridden by the kings and the queens in the ancient times. So already, when you are trained about your surname, you are told the importance of that cow uh, in the midst of the wilderness. You are able to, to transmit that information into you, and you know that you are a Lekaba, you are a Bokaba, you are a Mokaba. So that surname gives you some assurance that uh, you are better person placed because of the totem. And I'm sure you understand me about the totem. Every African person has a totem. Some are from the animals, some are from the trees, some are from the cosmic spaces, uh, our stars, uh, in the sun, moon, uh, and um, uh, the stars generally, and other planets, of course. So that, that, that education is given and provided by an uncle and a rakadi, uh, an aunt, in the family system of the child. Already that child must, by the time he or she turns around seven, seven years, or when he, he is about to get into outside puberty before he's taken to initiation school, uh, that child should have ingrained and should have been taught about who he, he, he is or she is in the context of her family and the community around her because she is being prepared for the world. And that child gets out of that space of the childhood into puberty, into the initiation school phase. He is being introduced now to a part of the peer group. That peer group is a lifelong camaraderie. Uh, uh, it's a lifelong relationship with that child. That child uh, is introduced into that peer group. And it is where at that initiation school, the child through the youthful stage, what we call the teenage youth today, is being prepared at some point within seven years to assume uh, the responsibilities and the rights of being a, an, a, an adult, an adult for being married or to marry, to create your own family, but having learned from your uncle and your aunt and your biological mothers and those who are surrounding your uncles and your aunt, as, as in Bomamuholo, Bomani, as in Boramuholo, Boramwani, and so forth. So already the African people are sitting, you are close. Every day of our life, we are having that educational system within our families. But what we have done is that we have thrown away uh, that, those responsibilities. And what we have done is that we have turned and thrown our children into what is called the early childhood centers, which for me, it means education uh, spaces, because the child, when she leaves the house to go into that crèche, he, is, he or she, and, as an African child, is not taught about Africanism. He's not taught about African youth. He's not taught about Kenyan. He's not taught about Egyptology. He's not taught about Mapungude. He or she is exposed to Middle East education system and to honor those who are not even Africans. And by that, by when the child is seven years, we are happy when the child can recite a prayer which has got nothing to do with African people. We are happy when the child can sing songs which are talking about the angels. When those songs, the child must be singing and praising the ancestors 
from where he or she was born into. So that the initiation starts from the home, when the child is still even in the arms of the mother and uh, still searching from the breast of the mother. That information is part of education system, and it also goes along with what we call education with production. Because when a child is in home, by the time he's seven years, he is taught about how to sweep the floors, to make his or her own bed. He's taught about how to wash himself. All those things are, are, are already an education which we as African people we have sought and relegated them to other people. That is why it's when um, uh, Rodney Walter is talking about how Europe underdeveloped Africa. It was so ingrained that we have forgotten that already the system of education starts from the home because it's uncle, like I'm an uncle. I must be responsible for my sister's children and not only my direct sister children, the, the sisters who are there, uh, my sisters from my own aunts, Mamukul and Rak, Borakhadi uh, Bomani, they belong to me as an uncle. I must play that role. As a cousin to my, uh, my, my uncle's sister, uh, my uncle's child daughter, I must play that role as an uncle. And that, as an uncle, puts you into the space of where we call you a, a, a matured adult, because when you do your uncleship roles, you become a, an adult and you pass through to a stage which we call an eldership. You can't become part of the eldership if you have not gone through the adulthood of doing your responsibilities as a parent to parent and mentor those who are following you through your sisters and your brothers. I've got uh, an A-team on the line, uh, Tobek. Uh, thank you for your patience, Tobek. Uh, good morning. Morning, Patricia. How are you? Strong. How are you doing? I'm okay. Morning to your guest as well. Um, I have a question here. Um, so, now obviously there are ways in which we are taught growing up, depending on what culture you come from, the Zulu culture, whatever culture. I'll just make it in the context of a, a girl child or also a male child as well. So we are taught that you must keep yourself and obviously you attend things like in the Zulu culture, like the read dance where maidens go there and obviously they are lauded for, their, for maintain, or keeping their purity, so to speak. Now, what then happens to a child who um, lost, loses their purity, not of their own volition? Because now that child, obviously, in the community now gets seen as spoiled goods. And even the family says so. So even when it comes to you being, maybe if someone is proposing marriage to you, obviously they get that discount because you are seen as spoiled goods, so it's not of your own doing. Mm. So now what provisions does mm. culture have for people like that? Because now you end up losing out on things that are seen as dirty, whereas it has nothing to do with you. It is not of your own doing or choice. Tobega, when you talk uh, discount on the Lobola, that's where I get scared. I think we need to have another conversation on our dynasty around Lobola. But thank you for that uh, uh, for for that question. It's a very lengthy one, but a very relevant one. Please listen on uh, air uh, for uh, Marcos Ralejaji's response. Marcos Ralejaji. Yes, there's too much echo from the callers. Uh, Can you just summarize? Uh, I fear that you have dealt with the Lobola issue, but you yeah, said, but uh, so what was the name? So, so, so in, in the main, uh, Tobaga is saying, what then happens 
when, especially in the Zulu culture and the cultures where um, young girls for their purity and virginity is a practice, and the young girl loses her virginity, not of her own will, uh, but because she was violated. And in the community now, she's stigmatized and seen incorrectly. How do we deal with such? Because even Ilobola will be discounted based on her virginity. Yes. You must say, thanks for the caller. You must remember that um, uh, 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 the, the problem is that we have been interrupted and disrupted as African people. If uncles and rakadis were playing their roles in each and every family, they would understand that they are the first people who are supposed to teach the children about their bodies and what is naturally going to happen to their bodies. Uh, because um, People think that sexuality uh, has got nothing to do with spirituality and sensuality. Obviously, you can even look at a child. When I've got a, 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 a boy of five, six years now, that boy, whenever you undress him to wash him, he likes tingling his own uh, manhood. Now, for other people, they think that that is not normal. It's so normal that uh, as African people, uh, our uh, the parents and particularly the uncleship and the rakadiship in each and every family must be able to introduce the child to their bodies to say this is what it means to your bodies before even the child steps into what is called initiation school they must understand their uh, their, their bodies they must understand that at some point they they are going to turn into what is called sexual bodies. But that sexuality has to be related to the spirituality and sensuality, and it's been managed. And this is how it's been managed. So that when they get into the residence uh, space, that's where, as girls, they are being taught how to look after their bodies. And the boys, when they are also taken through their own rites of passages before the initiation, they are also taught about their bodies to know that they must relate to their bodies. And when they have this kind of feelings, they must know that it's so natural. It does not require you to get into other spaces to think that their pleasure has to be released to other people. So unfortunately, the caller is asking the situation where we as African people, we have left the young people to be in the hands of other cultures to an extent that when we want to manage them, they have been disrupted and we are unable to deal with that. But let me also highlight that with all the challenges of uh, the virginity of young girls going away and also even the boys indulging in the sexual activities before their time, uh, like smoking and so forth and so forth. There's also, also it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a European concept, they call it condemnation. As a parent, you are able to go back and make sure that you interact with the familiar link from the ancestors, from those who are living, because an uncle and Rakadi, they are your living ancestors. Your little ancestors while you are still alive. You are, you are able to go to them and say, can we... A host a ceremony where we choose this child because this child 
overstepped one of the stages. For example, she engaged in this sexual activity. So let's keep her, let's put her back where she was. So those processes are done, but they are done by the elders. People who understand all these things, your grannies and your grandfathers and those elders within the community or the kingdoms or the queenship or the kingdoms which we have around. They will be able to please that child to uh, repair what has been damaged because the child cannot be just damaged so that even when Lobola is paid, you are told that it must be reduced. So those processes are still there, they are still built in, but unfortunately we leave them and what we do, we, we use other cultures and other religious uh, prescripts to try to please ourselves when we have not gone through uh, what an African is supposed to be doing in an authentic fashion. Makosi Judge, there's so much depth in this, and I'm glad you have uh, put uh, our Atima uh, Tobega's um, fears uh, to rest, that there are ways traditionally to then cleanse when there's such a problem. The one thing I'm going to ask you, can we please have you on again on Thursday morning? I would like us to have a bit of an extensive discussion, especially around the issue of violation, uh, sexual violation, in our cultural practices that has cut destinies of children short um, when it comes to the right of passage for girl child and the right of passage for boy child and and how it translates to their later lives, the way Tobega has put it. I think this is a conversation we need to get into a bit deeper. Will you be available for us? Uh, on, on Thursday. Yes, By the please. way, I, I no longer call these days Thursdays because for me Thursday. It's about worshiping the uh, a wild ancestor of you Germanic European people. For me, it's the beginning of the week, which is a grand day. In fact, I'll be available uh, as we, we awaken our uh, our ancestors, uh, my, my dear sister. It's going so to I'll be an extended one. Uh, we'll have more time. We'll confirm with you. Yes, uh, I'll definitely I'll comply, of course, when I'm asked by <laughs> Thank you very much. Pia Pia Diata, Makos Radichaji, Mabasa Bukaba. Thank you for joining us. We'll have you on Thursday. It will be more extensive um, based on uh, this discussion and also what our ATM has said. We are grateful.